0: So you are hanging out. You um, things are actually going pretty okay for you, like uh, like comedy wise. Um, you you just uh, did the biggest show in town. It takes place at a at a hairdresser. Uh, the name of the, the name of the show is called Curls, Curls, Curls.
1: Mm. What's the name of the hairdresser?
0: uh the hairdresser is called uh a, a cut above the rest jack it's owned so only by-
1: only curly haired comedians allowed
0: yeah they're doing this thing where it's like uh you know if, if you're a comic and you have curly hair this is the show to be on you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like some people, like there'll be some curly-haired comics who have never been booked on it, and they'll sit around and be like, "Am I even re- Like, is my hair even curly now?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it causes a lot of like a psychological um, torment, frankly, to uh, to a, a select uh, number of people. But uh, you know, you got booked, so so you're doing the show, and it goes really well. It goes really, really well. Uh, so well, in fact, that you start uh this uh, talent manager sees you perform. He walks up to you after you get off stage. You go over to the bar.
1: At the hair salon?
0: Yeah, there's a bar there. Okay. There's also an arcade in the back. Sweet. But no but no one knows about it. It's the most secretive arcade to get into in America. Uh, you have to like know secret codes and stuff like that to get in. <clears throat> um, but they have like whatever game you want you know what i mean it's just hard to get in there so you're kind of like longingly looking at the the arcade that the door slowly slides open to the arcade and you just see kids of all ages in there just having the time of their lives and for a second even though you just had a really good set you're kind of like bummed out a little bit yeah so this uh this guy walks up and he goes uh oh wow that was that was real funny uh you know, uh, my name is Paul Mingus, and I I'm from the Lanalax Corporation. You uh, got a his card. He goes. You know, I actually uh, uh, work in the uh, the music division of of the Lanalax Corporation, and uh, we actually we manage some pretty uh, big names. And I think it'd be great if you could open for them. You know, while they're in town.
1: Okay. Um, why do you want comedy to open for music?
0: He's like, because I, because you know what? I, the world needs to laugh right about now. He smiles and his tooth glints so brightly that for a second you just go blind. You kind of yeah. like snap back. He goes on to tell you that uh, the, um, the Smashing Pumpkins are coming into town. Uh, and they are playing uh, the biggest room or the biggest performance venue rather in town it's called the spaghetti house <laughs> and so um you're so he basically asks you like oh do you want to open up for uh, the smashing pumpkins at spaghetti house i'll give you four hundred dollars and one backstage pass
1: mm, i feel like it, you can pay me more than that
0: and he kind of like laughs, and he goes, "I totally can." He goes, "How's a cool twelve hundred sound? Call wow. it, the, call it the new stimulus." And he like chuckles. No <laughs> one laughs.
1: Oh. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, how many minutes? How long of a set am I doing? Uh,
0: fifteen minutes.
1: Okay. Do I have to be clean? No. All right. No. Do, you, do the Smashing Pumpkins, now that I'm going to open for them, yeah, they know they, they're getting a comedian? Um,
0: yeah. And he's like, honestly, they're like pretty big comedy fans. So they're, uh, they're pretty excited. Is that, it's, it's a reunion of like the original lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, even the drummer who like did heroin and stuff and got kicked out of the band after that one guy died, they're bringing him back. Cool. So this is going to be a packed out show. All right. Do you do it?
1: So it's just me and then the Smashing Pumpkins. No one else.
0: Yeah, you and the Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Twelve hundred dollars for fifteen minutes. Yep. Our, At the yeah. Spaghetti House. Well, I just don't think it's going to be received that well, but <laughs> I'll I'll do it for the money.
0: So you. Uh, That's how
1: I got into this.
0: The. Na- the next night, um, you go down to the spaghetti house, uh, and yeah, you, you get there and, uh, they're like, and it's like, like he said, it's like packed out, man. And you go to, um, you go like a backstage, uh, you have like your own, like, like green room or whatever you sit down and you're kind of like, like you're nervous. You're, you're nervous. Cause you're like, I, I feel like this isn't going to go well. I feel like this isn't the best environment for this to happen, but whatever, you know, whatever they're, they're paying me. So whatever. And you sit down, and there's a, a knock at the door. Hello. And then you you hear, um,
1: "Hey, it's me, Billy Corgan." Oh, hey, dude, come on in.
0: He opens the door, walks in, and uh, he's he's like, a, and it's like classic Corgan, you know what I mean? Bald head, zero shirt. He's back to like the original weight that he was at. Like they are they are bringing it back to basics. <laughs> Their tour is called Smashing Pumpkins. Back to basics.
1: Is he aging well? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, for the most part, yeah. He's like, he goes,
1: I can't wait to see you tell jokes. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. And so he goes, all right,
0: and leaves. And so uh so the, so anyway so um the lights like kind of like dim down and you hear a voice uh over the loudspeaker uh this is like a few minutes later so like you're ready to go and everything you hear like a voice over the loudspeaker you hear it be like ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage Emily so you go out there and um they actually don't know how to turn like the the music off so it like just goes for the entire 15 minutes that you're up there so you're like uh and like every time you try to say something it actually gets a little bit louder somehow and so finally the song ends right as you get the light that has been 15 minutes so the song ends and you just go please welcome the smashing pumpkins and they come out and uh they're all like cracking up they're like holy shit and um they start playing I was
1: funny or because the space jam soundtrack played the whole time
0: the space jam soundtrack they couldn't hear a word you said okay but they're like what a weird situation and so they um they start playing and stuff uh he's like uh However, the one thing that they did not tell people is that uh, the Smashing Pumpkins now play uh, children's music. So, oh, uh, yeah. So uh, they go up there and he's like, the world is a rainbow. Oh, no. <laughs> Teddy bears. <laughs> 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 Listen to your mother. And so it does not go well. Like, it's actually probably the worst gig that you've ever done or seen. So you can leave there. Twelve hundred bucks. In your fucking pocket. Yeah. You're like, huh. Well, that was a strange night. You go home. um, You uh, jump into bed and you are asleep immediately. You kind of come to and you are in this all white space. You're standing up, but you can't see anything around you except for like a pervading, uh, like white. Not light exactly, just devoid of any kind of color. And from behind you, um, you hear like a like a dripping kind of noise, like a puddle kind of noise, you know, Uh, and you're like, huh? And you turn around and standing there is this guy. Uh, He is nine feet tall. He's dressed like a clown and he's holding a balloon. Uh, The balloon has your face on it. And the noise is uh, there's just like a like a little bit of like blood like trickling out of your mouth <laughs> and it like the noise is going whoop boop, when it like, hits the ground boop, boop. but it must have been there for a long time because there is a a sizable stream of blood so the clown looks at you and he goes "Hello Emily. My name is Dream, Dream. ruler of the dreamscape." And welcome to The Imaginary Adventures, Part 1.
1: Part 1 of what? Of how right. many? Part 1 of 3.
0: Okay. Set fire to the masts. The balloon pops. You wake up and you're like, well, that was fucking weird. And uh, you have the day off. You don't have much going on. So, you know, you uh, you jump out of bed make yourself a breakfast what do you normally make for breakfast
1: um like eggs and toast
0: you whip up those fucking eggs as soon as the eggs are done and you pour it onto your plate the the, the toast goes ding like it comes up oh. so you're like hell yeah timed perfectly it actually dings out of the uh the toaster and lands on your plate and you're like whoa
1: <laughs> um uh things <laughs> are going my way yeah
0: the impact of that happening actually knocks over some of the jelly that you're going to put onto your, uh, onto your toast and it just slathers over it perfectly. It's the best breakfast you've ever had in your life. You don't know if, if it's just maybe you're in a good mood or maybe you had an extra ingredient that you didn't realize you were using. You don't really know, but they are fantastic eggs and an incredible toast experience. So you're sitting there enjoying your day. Suddenly there's a knock on the door. What do you do? I
1: go to the door and I answer it. Hello?
0: So you open the door and standing there is this, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of like a, um, a giant bird, okay? But it's like a cartoon version of a bird. It looks like a drawing of some kind of like wacky animal. It's like bright yellow on the top uh, the, the, and it's all, all of its feathers on the bottom. They're all like, uh, you know, blue. It's got like a big old smile and a gigantic um beak, beak. Kinda, yeah kind of like those plague doctors did back in the in like, <laughs> uh, bubonic plague or whatever except this is beak, tall? very tall uh and it uh, it opens its mouth and it goes uh okay i know this is a lot give me give me three minutes what do you say
1: Okay, but you can't come in.
0: He goes, cool, understandable. He goes, all right. He goes on to uh, tell you that um, he is a a representative from the land of the imagination. And uh, he tells you that uh, the Lanolax Corporation has uh, recently uh, found a way to break into the land of imagination. And they are like, you know, one by one picking off uh, people's uh, imaginary friends. And uh, he goes on to tell you that your imaginary friend, when you were a little kid, has gone missing.
1: Oh, shit. Not Felicity.
0: Felicity. He goes, will you come with me to the land of imagination to rescue Felicity?
1: What's your name? And why should I trust you?
0: My name is uh, Barnabas Q. Barnabas Q is my name. And you should trust me because, I don't know, I mean... What do I have to do to get you to trust me? Um, He's like, I'm a talking cartoon. I mean, I don't It's pretty odd. I get it, but.
1: All right, but I just have to be back by five.
0: He looks down at his watch. He has like watches up his entire arm. None of them are set to the correct time. He's like, well, sure. He opens up a portal and like kind of like grabs you by the arm. You guys like jump through and you, uh, when you open your eyes you are in the land of imagination you see like a whole uh, a, uh, a kingdom of uh, tree houses just a whole fucking city of them uh, you see like uh, flying pigs uh, you see like um, you know weird things flying in the air it's, it's basically just this crazy world of, of where all the imaginary friends live you know And so, um, when you come through and you kind of look around for a second, no one really reacts, and then everyone stops what they're doing, and they turn and they look right at you.
1: Hey. Hey, everyone.
0: They all bow down to you, and then they go, all hail, (laughs) Queen Emily
1: of the Land of Imagination. Whoa! Oh, I didn't know I was going to be a queen here.
0: Yeah, it turned out that you were the 1,000th uh, visitor to uh, the Land of Imagination, uh, which means that uh, according to the official uh, company rules, you are now the Queen of Imagination. And what that does is it gives you, um, you know, like your stats get uh, upgraded and stuff like that. Uh, you have like a a magic, like a, like a scythe, you know what I mean? uh you find that you have all these incredible powers as long as you're in the land of imagination stuff like that and they're like holy shit like everyone's like you know freaking out a little bit
1: yeah what and kind of that, powers do i have
0: um you can fly you can uh bounce around you can walk on your hands uh you can shoot lasers out of your eyes and you can now bench press a car cool yeah But only in the land of imagination. Only in the land of imagination. So, you kind of uh, end up uh, there for like a considerable amount of time. Uh, Basically, as the queen of uh, the land of imagination, uh, like I said, you have access to all these powers, all sorts of uh, cool stuff. Uh, You basically are in charge of everything. And um, you eventually do find your imaginary friend. Uh, it turned out they were uh, they were just taking a shit, and no one could find them. So, uh, so um, now your your sort of your focus goes to the Lantalex Corporation, who are going around killing these imaginary friends. And they go on to tell you, like, look, basically it's a it's a war that they're that they've declared on us. Uh, however, we're pretty sure if you can take out the guy. Who is actually like in charge of setting everything up, the general in the campaign against the imagination. They go, if you can find that guy and take him out, I'm pretty sure that like they're done, you know?
1: Okay, what's his name?
0: Bert Killings. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Bert Killings is in charge. Basically, his deal is that uh, he is uh, the head of uh, War Games for the Lannolax Corporation. So it's like basically, you take this guy out, they can't do anything, you know. But he warns you, and this is after you've been there for like a while. He goes, "But you know, again, if you go out to the real world, you're not going to have, you're not going to have these powers." Yeah. But if you go out there and kill him, that means you now have like this safe. Magical kingdom to rule And there'll be no end to what you can accomplish Ha 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 His eyes turn red His eyes turn red for just a second
1: Yeah So I have to kill him in the real world And then I get to live in The kingdom of imagination For the rest yeah. of my life
0: You get to live the rest of your life free of danger
1: Yeah in exile
0: In exile yes
1: So why should I help You guys what, what do I care if you all die? He I goes, got a life back home. I've got... Go, sure. Yeah.
0: He goes, you don't understand. If your imaginary friend dies, that means a part of you dies. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He goes... Is
1: it part of me that I like?
0: Yeah. It's the last remaining shred of like uh, like childlike wonder that you still have. You know what I mean? And so, it basically, if... Uh, imaginary friends die you know get killed then that that unique part that makes you you kind of goes away a little bit
1: yeah might yeah. as well be dead
0: maybe i mean that's an interesting way to look at it for sure so do you do it you could also like to just stay there and be like well i can't you know i'm not going to go back to the real world or whatever or you go back to the real world and give this whole crazy cockamamie scheme up
1: all right, but if I stay there, is he is David Killing going to come and still kill the imaginary friends?
0: He's certainly going to try eventually.
1: And is he coming to the imaginary kingdom to kill them, or is he killing them out in the real world?
0: They're not entirely certain yet.
1: How you know, he's kind to look down. Him.
0: Yeah, there's this magic uh, bear looking up at you with like tears in his eyes, and his like lips are quivering, and he goes, "Please, Emily, Queen Emily, save us." please i'm barry the bear
1: <laughs> gotta think about it for a second here i don't know do i do i have a is there is there a, a king for me in this kingdom
0: and um they go they go well some say that when the queen of um, of the imaginary land um secures her her kingdom there's a record scratch and they go then she finds a hot stud and they show you like photos of like just different dudes that could be your king and they are stud muffins dude and but that's the thing is that there's so many different types you know what i mean every type that you've ever been attracted to they're there and you're like whoa And like at one point yeah, you're wearing a bow tie and it just starts like spinning like Hmm. it is pretty intense okay
1: i'll do it i'll I'll save you guys i'll kill david what's his name barnabas killing
0: uh Bert. Bert killing yeah
1: Bert killings
0: and so so everyone goes yeah you hear one guy in the background go oh hell yeah and then they go like thank you you know queen emily for saving us
1: are we high-fiving there are
0: there's people running like people that you've never seen are running up and high fiving you. You know, like it is like it's getting pretty intense. Uh, so you jump through the portal and you kind of think to yourself like, huh, now how do I get this guy? Yeah. You walk into your apartment. There's a knock on your door. What do you do? Uh,
1: I'm a little cautious now. Sure. So I'm going to look out the window to see who it is.
0: It looks, it's just like some guy standing there. He kind of looks a little like, he's kind of just like standing there like, all right, whatever, you know. All
1: right. I, uh, I answer the door, but with the chain on so that the door only opens so much. Sure.
0: Uh, So the door opens. He's like, oh, uh, whoa, nice chain. Thanks. He He goes, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Um, I just had the weirdest dream that I was supposed to come here. He goes. My name is Bert Killings. Does that name mean anything to you? Um, he goes. He goes. He goes. I woke up. I I came to you in this weird white space and had a somewhat disturbing encounter with a clown. I don't. I don't really. It's kind of foggy. I don't really remember it. But uh, all I know is that I was told in my dreams to come here. And he looks at you and he goes, "Why?"
1: Um. Well. I'm not about to say anything just yet, Bert. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself? What do you do for a living?
0: He goes, Oh, I, uh, I work at this, uh, this large uh, company called the Lanalax corporation. Actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a gig with them. It sucked. He goes, that's
0: how I know you. You were that girl who opened for smashing Pumpkin." Dan. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a weird, that was a weird night, huh? It was. He goes, so, uh, Yeah.
1: Tell me, Bert. Have you ever been to Have you ever had an imaginary friend before?
0: And he kind of like um like stops and like looks at you very slowly, and suddenly you look at him. Uh, you look at him in the eyes, and his eyes are as sharp as a Tyrannosaurus Rex's claws at midnight. And he goes. Yeah I did And then he slits your throat so Quickly that for a second you're Just like you don't even like feel it you're just like what and then uh, you kind of, like, become aware that there's, you know, blood and stuff. And you kind of go, huh? And look down. And when you look down, he just slices the rest of your head
1: off. <laughs> Holy shit. It should have acted and, quicker.
0: He takes uh, your head back to the Landlax Corporation and puts it, like, on top of this, like, robot they were, like, uh, devising. Uh, and then he uses that robot with your decapitated head on it to uh, kill everyone in the, uh, the land of imagination. Man, I'm not so, a
1: good queen. <laughs>
0: no so there's like a generation of uh of, of kids that uh kids and also the adults to be honest with you who kind of just float through life you know they, they never do anything meaningful <laughs> with a with like a job or artistic wise uh, most of them don't even get married and the ones that do are not happy um they just sort of exist you know they they wake up they go to work they come home uh you know watch tv Sounds like america yeah an entire generation of people with uh absolutely no imagination so for about there's this weird 15 to, about like f- people argue about this but there's about 15 to 20 year f- like uh you know era on earth where there's just no good movies or no good books there's just nothing entertaining but you've been, you know, I'm dead. Long, so long, yeah, long dead by then. Yeah, the robot with your head attached to it destroyed the only land that ever loved you. You, oh. you, you, you kind of you tipped your hat so quickly to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he told you who he was. He didn't even ask what your name was.
1: <laughs> I feel like with the chain, he shouldn't have been able to stab me so easily.
0: <laughs> you think so, but.
1: Damn. Knife beats chain.